A fabringen in Yiddish, a term meaning a joyous gathering, but it's really so much more. It's insight, it's inspiration, it's the bottom line. Join Rabbi Levi Avton Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for the Fabringen, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Rabbi Levi Avton from Linksfield Shul. It is a privilege and an honor to be with you on this Tuesday. <clears throat> I'd imagine that most of you listening are at home much less people listening from the car. Whether you're in South Africa, you're around the world, you're definitely in a very different lifestyle space that you and I are ever familiar with. And I talk to you on the radio personally from my home. Um, had to find one room that could be somewhat quiet. Apologies if it does get noisy throughout the show. I'll do my best <laughs> to keep the rest of the house quiet, but... Thank God for children, thank God for noise, and thank God for family. At this stage and at this phase of my life, more than ever, I appreciate the gift of having loved ones and having a family and having people um, living with you, sharing your space. It's something that some of us take for granted. And unfortunately, those who are lonely and don't have it, they're the ones that appreciate it and see it and at times envy it. But it's now an opportunity for those of us who are blessed with families, with companionship, to appreciate the gift of companionship. Not just friendships and social friends and Facebook friends, but real family. People to actually spend your time with, to love, to share, to be part of. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 High FM. 101.9, and this is the absent of Linksfield Show, and here we are. I have to say this is the most comfortable radio show I've ever done, sitting comfortably on a couch, talking to you from my phone, through the radio, incredible times, called for very interesting measures. I hope we can bring together in this format, and would love to hear from you, 34519. So, Freedom, that's a very funny word to say at this stage of our lives. You know, usually when it comes around Pesach time and you tune into Chai FM or you tune into any um, Jewish podcast or around the world, it's inevitable that the word freedom is going to be one of the hot topics on the conversation list of what people are engaging in, what, what's interesting people. The theme of the day, if you ask people what's the theme of Pesach, of Passover, they'll tell you freedom. And usually when we say words, each and every one of us, we conjure an imagination, a very quick imagination of what that word is. You know, there's some fancy words that maybe many of us cannot actually articulate or give a picture to. But if I say the word freedom, for most people, it would connote on first glance this idea of breaking through, expansion, expansiveness, space, going out, no shackles. Would you agree with me that that's very much in the theme um, of what Pesach means for many people? But here's the issue this year. I don't think I have to say it to you. I think it's pretty obvious. How exactly do you practice freedom in quarantine? How do you practice freedom in isolation? 
self-isolation, imposed isolation, how do you practice freedom in this climate? What does freedom mean in this 2020 Pesach experience? Please God, there's good news and everything turns out for the best, but the way it seems now, please God, Mashiach comes very soon. If Mashiach is not here by the time Pesach arrives, according to South African law and according to laws of many, many Western countries around the world, we will be in lockdown. Pesach will be celebrated in a way that has never been celebrated in thousands of years. Children and grandparents apart, families separated, no big communal seders, no Pesach hotels. It's a very, very different Pesach to what we're comfortable with and what we've become familiar. If you think about Pesach in the last 20 years, it become it became very much a industry. And I, I say that without any... Um, critique many hotels, many Pesach products. If you think about the Pesach products that were available 25, 30 years ago versus today, Pesach has become a full-on enterprise for many people. It's their the whole year, their whole job surrounds Pesach, putting together a hotel, putting together products, putting together an experience. Pesach has, is a central part of the Jewish calendar, and it can literally consume for many people, their year and their headspace. And Pesach has become very commercialized and very sophisticated by many, going to Israel, flying to Australia, flying to New York, um, going to hotels, etc. And for, especially for people with means, Pesach has become, in the past few years, I've seen it even in my own community, each year less and less people staying put. Even the people that don't have so much means, they'll go on a little holiday, Locally, they'll, they'll rent a little space, they'll take a timeshare, they'll make a little seder in the woods, etc. This year, pretty much 99% of us will be having seders in our own little homes. No hotels, even traveling to the bush is not so simple. Traveling in general is not simple at all, basically against the law. And we're going to find ourselves in a space and that's... The word freedom is actually going to sound ironic. I know that in the past few weeks, the amount of memes that you get on WhatsApp or Facebook or Instagram has exploded. Gosh, I haven't received this many quotes and pictures and things in my lifetime. But my gut tells me that as Pesach comes closer, there's going to be a lot of sarcastic statements about freedom. Like, you know, people locking themselves in the windows saying, is this freedom, etc. I could just imagine where things would go. And my question to you, which I want you to contemplate as we um, actually go into another piece of music. I love music, and that's why our show is always full of music. Um, I want you to contemplate and tell me your thoughts is, what does freedom mean in our time, in 2020, in coronavirus, in this era, in this stage, in this country, in this lockdown? How will you express freedom? Would love to hear your thoughts, 34519, or tweet at Chai FM. This is Rabbi Levi Afton of Linksfield Shul, and this is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Rabbi Levi Afton of Linksfield Shul. It is great to have you. This is 101.9 Chai FM. Rabbi Levi Afton of Linksfield Shul back here 
live as we talk on this Tuesday, eight days before Pesach. Pesach begins Wednesday a week, Wednesday evening. So we're literally in the very much into the Pesach atmosphere. And the question we posed before that beautiful song by A.B. Rothenberg, that song was called Little Kite, one of my favorite songs. It's a song from the 80s, um, but very beautiful, this concept that this kid, if you didn't hear the song or if you didn't fully understand the message, this kid is walking around with a kite, and he cannot see the top of the kite. Obviously, it's very high. And he tells the kite, can you tell me, is there a God in heaven? Can you tell me if there's anything going up there? And at some stage this fellow interrupts him and says, do you think you're actually holding a kite? There's nothing up there. You're just holding a string. It's nonsense. And at that moment, the kid understands that although I can't see you, I do understand you're tugging and pulling the string in my hand. And those words have deeply resonated with me during this time. It's a time where many people are questioning faith, strengthening their faith, thinking about faith, There's no question that faith and the role that God plays in this world, if, yes, how, when, where, has been a huge topic on people's minds during this unfolding, strange crisis that we find ourselves in, the coronavirus time. So I asked the question, that is, during Pesach 2020, when you're in lockdown, when everything that you know about Pesach, family traditions, customs, things that you're so used to doing, even a small thing like going and kashering your dishes this year is pretty much impossible. Taking your dishes to a mikveh is pretty much impossible. Almost doing anything that is part and parcel for many people of what Pesach is, is not here. And we're in lockdown. We're On the first night of Pesach, we're not going to go to Shul. It's one of the big nights of Shul in South Africa. There's Rosh Hashanah, there's Yom Kippur, and then there's first night Pesach. It's a mega, mega event. Usually gets hundreds and hundreds of people into shul. It's one of those times of the year that people deeply resonate with the need of coming to shul, maybe getting a message before they go home for the Seder. No shul. Next morning, no shul. Next evening, no shul. Forget about only shul. No going and visiting anybody. No stopping by. No family saders and all this. And we're going to have to, and I'm not saying have to as in, you know, because I say so, but I think each and every one of us will feel the need to discover a very different kind of freedom this year, a freedom within, a freedom that is defying the circumstances, a freedom that is a whole new perspective based on the world we live in. Just trying to imagine, I mean, just today, I fielded many questions from elderly people, whether it's a couple or even a single person who's going to have to have a Seder alone this year, and it's the first time for them. They've always gone to a child, a grandchild, a brother, a sister, and this year they're alone. And for many people, they've never run a Seder. And I know there's many courses being run online, and there's many, many materials you can reach out to to get the base, basic outline of how to run a Seder. It's not that hard. It's And one thing to always remember is Hashem wants the heart. He doesn't want perfection. And what we do is what, what we do with our heart is what matters, not how perfect we get it. We try, but it's all about don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just do the best you can. But on that thought, for many people, they're going to be sitting alone 
all of us are going to be sitting alone. I'm going to, have, for the first time in my life, have seders with no guests, just the nucleus family. No cousins, no grandparents, no community members. And freedom is going to have to mean an inner expansiveness, a ability of redefining the narrative. In other words, it's one of the basic ideas of Viktor Frankl. It's a basic idea of Yiddishkeit that Viktor Frankl articulated in, in his logotherapy, this idea that you choose your reaction. You choose how you respond to situations. Between stimulus and response, there's a space, and that space defines you. It's a very basic principle of modern psychology and the way we see ourselves. So you're sitting by yourself, or you're sitting with a tiny group of people at this Pesach Seder. And at that moment, you're being given freedom. And the freedom is to choose what kind of Seder will you have. Without a question, it won't be like the Seder of last year. Without a question, it will be unfamiliar. That much is not freedom. That's just a fact. But what will you do with that? What will you do with that unfamiliarity? What will you do with that discomfort? What will you do with this Pesach Seder that you've never experienced before? What will you do when suddenly you're the leader of the Seder and for 50, 60, 70, 80 years, somebody else led your Seder? What are you going to do with it? Will you embrace it? Will you realize this, that this is a once-in-a-lifetime event? This has never happened in any of our lifetimes, and we pray to God it never happens again in our lifetime. This is a unique event of our lives. Um, and when I say unique, I don't mean blessed there are certain blessings to it. There are certain challenges, and in no way can one be, um, you know, blasé about the challenges that people are going through, financial challenges, emotional challenges, etc. So when I say unique, I'm not saying it's necessarily, a, you know, an event that we looked forward to. It's an event that God, Hashem, gave to us. And now, at this moment, when you're going to have this Seder that will be like, unlike any other Seder in your lifetime, in the past or in the future, what will it be? Will it be morose? Will it be sad? Will it be negative? I understand why it would be. I, I get it. I mean, we all get it. You're used to sitting around this big table, 25, 40, 50, 10, 5, whatever, people. And now what? And you usually have your grandchildren to entertain you and to show you and to show off the manishtana. And today you can't. You don't have it. You're sitting alone. And acknowledging that it's difficult. No, no, in no way diminishing the challenge of taking the most beautiful night of family bonding in Jewish life of the year and pretty much turning it on its head. In no way diminishing the pain of that. At the same time, we do have freedom. Those two hours of the Seder, three hours, an hour, whatever, kind of Seder you're going to hold for yourself that night. For that evening, those two evenings, Wednesday night next week and Thursday night next week, what will the energy in your little Seder feel like? So let me give you some ideas that come to my mind of how the Seder can be meaningful despite this very unusual circumstance. Read up on the Pesach. We're all at home now. We all have extra time. I know some of us are workaholics and we always love walking around convincing ourselves we have no time or those that are just, you know, parents driving their kids around to 50 extra murals. There's no extra murals. There's no school. There's nothing going on. Let's be honest. 
we all have a lot of time on our hands. So much so that the statistics in America is that violence is going down, but domestic violence is going up because people can't go out of the house. But unfortunately, in the house, the violence is going up. In other words, people are bored and they're sitting at home. Some of us might be more bored than others, but there's no question that we've been given this huge space of time. Now what? Read up. You've had 50 seders in your life, 20 seders, 80 seders. How much do you know actually about Pesach? Do you know the story? Other than the basic baseline that Moses came and took us out of Egypt with 10 plagues, what do you know about the story? When did it happen? Who did it happen to? What kind of life were people living at the time? What was their experience like? Read up. There is so much material. All you need is a drop of Wi-Fi, which thank God is still running in this country. And you could go on and just go to websites. There's a gazillion websites. Obviously, the first stop would be a website like Chabad.org that just has an infinite amount of material, Aish or Sameach, many, 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 many websites that are just full of material. YU Torah, lots of audio, lots of video. You go on YouTube in the story of Pesach. Obviously, you have to make sure that the material you're reading is, is not nonsense. There's a lot of nonsense on YouTube as well. But you go to any of these websites and they have quality material so much. You can sit down at the Seder this year knowing where you're at and what you're doing more than ever before. Your Pesach shopping is mostly done. There's very, very little left to do. There's not that much shopping that can be done other than a little food. You, you lined your house already. You're pretty much preparing for Pesach. If not, you're going to do it in the next few days. But there's so much time. Learn. Enrich your experience. Sit down at the Pesach Seder, and even if it's just you to yourself, talk to yourself. And I don't mean in an insane way, but literally talk to yourself. There's a famous um, custom, that we, the famous halacha, actually, that at Pesach Seder, you ask the Manishtana. And usually you ask it to your father, you ask it to someone in the room. But what happens if there is nobody else in the room? Do you ask the Manishtana? And the answer is yes. You're asking it to yourself. You're asking it from Hashem. Why is tonight different? You could talk to yourself. You can have a fascinating experience by yourself. There was this article that I've received from 50 different people. It obviously resonated on a very deep uh, way with many, many people. This article about the Lubavitcher Rebbe and how the last few years of his life, he was having seders literally alone. His wife had passed on. For all the years, all the seder was just him and his wife. And then later on, it was just him. And when someone invited him to come over, he says, don't worry, I'm okay. I'm really okay. Uh, and the Rebbe would literally have this, what they call the seder in quarantine, would have the seder alone. The Lubavitcher Rebbe then encouraged people to make big, huge seders around the world and change the world. And I don't really have to talk about what Chabad does. The Rebbe would have this most private, intimate Seder, and it's resonated with a lot of people, this idea that being alone doesn't necessarily mean that you're lonely. It's a very fundamental principle. There's two very different words in our dictionary. There's the word alone, and then there's the word lonely. You can be lonely in a crowd. In other words, you could have a lot of people around. You're not alone. 
but you're lonely. No one's acknowledging you. No one's looking in your eyes. You're being judged, etc. And you could be alone, but at the same time, so enriched with relationships, with the love. Maybe you cannot talk to your kids during the Seder, but your love for them, you're missing them. Your connection to them will can make you feel loved, not lonely. You're alone, but you're not lonely. Whatever Seder you're sitting on in eight days' time, whatever Passover you're going to have, it's different already. Circumstances have made it different. But can you enrich it? Can you make it a unique experience for you? It will never be repeated again in your lifetime. This is not going to happen. I don't think. I pray it doesn't. And just the unique circumstances of when it fell out, it's the, the odds of this ever happening again this way are pretty much minuscule. So it's this unique time period that you can define what your experience for the next two and a half weeks of quarantine will feel like. What your Pesach will feel like. Make the call, friends. Make the call to yourself. Let's make a decision to ourselves that although this is not the Pesach of our dreams, this will become a Pesach to remember. This is 101.9 Chai FM, Rabbi Levi Aftsen from Linksfield Shul, here for bringing about Pesach and quarantine on 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Aftsen on 101.9 Chai FM. There's a very famous expression that was said regarding certain soldiers. I, I don't remember exactly. I believe it was about the bombers of the British Air Force in World War II where Churchill said about them, I believe it was him, don't quote me, that some people wonder if they made a difference. These people will never have that question. A lot of people during the year and during their lifetime ask, what difference can I make? What value do I have? Now, that's a very generic question. It's a question that has, you know, very personal. But let me say at this time, it's not a personal question. At this time, Every single person is valuable. And I'll say first and foremost, obviously, by staying home and not affecting others. But the amount of people that can use love now far exceeds the amount of capacity of love that one one person, 10 people or 100 people need. There is so much need of love, not even for the people that are just lonely or sickly. For all of us, we all need support. One of the incredible things that I found even with my own community, by me trying to strengthen them, many people responding and saying, Rabbi, how are you? How are you doing under the circumstances? What's going on by you? We all need strengthening. There is no reason why for the next few weeks any of us should be questioning our value. If you're asking yourself, what can I do? Please call any hotline and get numbers of 50 people or just Find out telephone numbers of people on your street and just call them and say hi. Send voice notes, send messages. There is so much love needed in the world today that there's none of us who can say, what value do I have to add? 
none of us should be able to walk out, just in the words of Churchill, walk out and, and ever doubt our value. And if we made a difference, there is so much availability to make a difference. There are so many people suffering, whether suffering loneliness, sadness, despair, or financial. And that's something that's, you know, not being spoken about enough. And that's something that has to be acknowledged. We're coming to the most expensive Chag of the year. Many people are not getting their paychecks. Many people are worried about their jobs. Many people have been laid off. And I encourage you, if you're a person of means, and when I say means, I'm not saying millions or billions. I'm saying you have a little extra this month. And you can give 10% to charity of your salary. And it won't break your bank. Help somebody. Make a deposit in someone's bank account. Make a deposit in your shul's chesed account. Make a deposit in a store, in one of the kosher stores, and say, hi, send a message, hi, I just want you to know there's 2,000 rand on your account in Spar or Moishis or whatever. And go, enjoy. Spend. There is no reason why any of us should feel useless at this time. We might be bored, but believe me, you could fill your boredom. You can call people and every person. Usually people don't appreciate phone calls and messages. I know as a rabbi, often I'll call people in the middle of the day. And, you know, people not like rabbis usually, um, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, But most people are not really in the mood of getting a phone call over the rabbi at two in the afternoon in the middle of their day job. Oh, Jack, how's life? What's going on? Oh, Rabbi, you know, I'm just I'm in the middle of a meeting. Thank you so much. Or I'm in the middle of taking my kids to uh, somewhere and I'm in the middle of, like, sorry. Usually the phone calls end up a bit awkward or very quick. Today, nobody's finishing any phone call. You have to finish the phone call because it just goes on and on and on. We have nowhere to go. There is so much love needed in the world today. There's like this bottomless pit. So none of us should be asking the question, am I needed? Do I have value to add? In three weeks time, maybe that's a, that's a question that could be discussed. And obviously the answer is yes, but then it's harder. It's not always so obvious where the lack is and where you can fill it. Very often it's not easy to pinpoint where I can add value. And that's why we need mentorship and we need guidance and we need practice, etc. But at this time of your life, coronavirus 2020, if you're asking yourself what you can do, gosh, I can come up with a million things. Endless. Raise money for a family. Call people, text people, send out inspirational stuff, send out good humor, obviously appropriate. Make people's day. Engage with people. Find out people's doing. I don't know, man. There's so much need. It far exceeds what what we're offering. In other words, there's so much love to be given that even if all of us in the whole world pour that love, there's still more love needed. So many people need support. And I talked, you know, in another area as well. So many people who naturally gravitate, whether biologically or through certain things that happen to their life, they gravitate towards depression and darkness and no judgment. But we all know somebody who grapples with darkness. Some of us grapple with darkness. 
those people need to be held now. Those people need encouragement. Their anxiety is going up. They feel despair. Reach out to them. Unfortunately, I already had to deal with one terrible victim of the coronavirus panic and a suicide. My heart breaks. And I pray with every fiber of my being that it's the last one, not only of this virus, but that I ever and any of us ever have to witness. But I'm scared. I'm scared for people. I'm scared in the fact of people making bad decisions for themselves at the moment of panic. People gravitating towards darkness for no fault of their own. That's just the way they're biologically wired. But they need us. Reach out. Show love. Friends, we all can do so much. If there's ever a time to thank God for technology, it's now. Your smartphone at this stage of your life is an incredible gift. An incredible gift. So easy to forward messages of love. So easy to make a difference. Please, please, let's fill our days with love and kindness much more than it will add to the person we share the love with, it will be for ourselves. This is Rabbi Levi Avtson of Linksfield Shul here on 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. So we started off the show with a simple question. What will freedom look like in 2020 Pesach? Here's what freedom will look like. We will define the Seder we will have. We will share so much love in the next eight days with the people around us, people we know and we don't know, that we'll walk into the Seder feeling like we actually brought freedom to others, that we made a difference. We'll sit at the Seder and we'll free ourselves to have a new kind of Seder, different, interesting discussions, thoughts, I'm not saying it's it's not hard. Not having your grandkids around is a huge challenge. And who am I to, or who are anyone to diminish that challenge? But it's you. It's you and your husband, you and your wife, you and a child. Sit, talk, make the best of it. Life rarely hands us the ideal. But it always allows us to create an ideal. It always allows us to create something beautiful, even in something so imperfect. The world needs love. Share. Just give. I promise you that you want to feel valuable. It's so easy. Sharing. When you make somebody else's day, you make your own. It's a basic law of nature. You get self-esteem when you build up someone else's self-esteem. You feel love when you make somebody else feel loved. You make a difference in yourself when you make a difference in others. So here I am. I wrap up this show in just a moment. Don't know if I'll be able to be on next week on Tuesday. It's literally a day before Pesach. So much going on. We'll see then. But for now, I want to wish you and yours a Chag Pesach Kasheva Sameach, a beautiful Happy, joyous Pesach. Let's make the best of the circumstances we were handed. 
let's have the next eight days leading up to Pesach, let's send messages, let's build people up, let's make sure that people sit down to their Seder full of love. I want to finish the show with a bit of a cute song. It's by the same author of the previous song. This is called The Atheist Convention. And it's a cynical song in the fact that, you know, the basic concept is no atheist in a foxhole. Um, and there's no question that this coronavirus has uh, diminished a certain percent of agnostics or atheism, at least by some. It's a cute song. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. This is the Atheist Convention in L.A. by one by A.B. Rothenberg on 101.9 High FM. Rabbi Levi Opson signing off.